For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, May 30th, 2019. Sorry about that. Thursday, May 30th, 2019. And welcome to episode number 205. Of the second installment of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only w, uh, NWO, excuse me, Wolfpack. Whoa, Booker Time, J.D., please mark that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, this is Mr. WCWS. I'm back on the line here with you. As we just said, the to- as we said, talk about, once again, our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We will start things off with our wrestling news and views in our segment, which we've got several interesting tidbits here tonight. Courtesy of our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. <coughs> Excuse me. Represented here tonight by the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared D. Girolamo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. On the TalkShoe chat box here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have the human suplex machine, John Gross, with tonight's wrestling history and birthdays. John is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team. Before we go underway with all the other tidbits here tonight we're planning to discuss, let's welcome JD and John into what should be a 100% guaranteed howling good time on NWO Wolfpack number 205. Good to be here. Thank you very much, dear JD. Our live video feed tonight comes to us from our, from, of course, our group founded by our resident independent wrestler here in WCWS, Ms. Rhonda Rush-Wright. That is, of course, Wrestling Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Very interesting. And if you care to join us for our live video feed here tonight for Wolfpack episode 205, feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Wrestling Done Right. And if you care to join us through talkshoe.com, the phone number, as always, is one 562 0444 call ID 138521 pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything we had to talk about here tonight, which will include, of course, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays and other uh, points of interest here in wrestling. We will, of course, also start getting some predictions in, of course, for NXT TakeOver 25, which will be coming up here this weekend. Of course, several of our folks will be getting their predictions in this evening, where we will, while we will also have others come in tomorrow night on Revolution and bring in their predictions here as well. Of course, also in line for the prediction title challenge for NXT uh, 25 coming <clears throat> um, uh, coming up here this weekend. Of course, where they might have an opportunity to earn a belt 
or something something entirely different could possibly happen. So you never you never know uh, what could happen here, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll we'll definitely do some more discussions on that here this evening. In the meantime, here, folks, let's go ahead and bring you our wrestling news and views here segment, which of course has a very interesting way to start it off here tonight. And what it is, what is it? Let's find out from our main man himself right here, the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared Giovanni. J.D., lay it on us with tonight's wrestling news scene. WWE released a video earlier today featuring Stephanie McMahon condemning the actions of Money in the Bank contract holder Paul Brock Lesnar and his advocate slash manager Paul Heyman. She is also promising that WWE will take action against him for blatant disrespect. McMahon stated the following in a video earlier this afternoon. These comments. WWE renounces and in fact condemns the behavior of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman on Monday Night Raw this past week. Brock Lesnar walked to the ring with the Money in the Bank briefcase fashioned as some kind of boombox, let alone making promises about announcing who they were going to face and cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase against, which they did not do. But they also disrespected what the Money in the Bank contract represents. They disrespected both the Universal Champion as well as the WWE Champion. And in fact, I think they disrespected the entire WWE as well as the WWE Universe. So on behalf of our organization, on behalf of all of our fans, I am going to take this matter up officially with both the McMahon family as well as our executive team. And we are going to take action. Stephanie did not indicate how they would be taking action, which remains to be seen, but we could know maybe as early as this Monday in Austin, which Brock and Heyman are set to be there along with Goldberg and The Undertaker. Speaking of podcasts, however, the latest 83 weeks featured a best of clip of Eric Bischoff recalling the events of the famous DX invasion of Nitro. The invasion, which saw DX ride a Jeep style to look like a tank to Nitro back in April of 1998 when Raw and Nitro took place just 20 miles apart, in which they rode up to the loading dock of the Scope in Norfolk, Virginia, and tried to get in, but the door was closed before they could. Bischoff discussed claims recently about Vince Russo that they didn't know if Bischoff was going to send people out to beat DX up or what else might happen. Highlights in the comments are listed below. Uh, on if he was concerned that DX would have come in to hurt the credibility of the WWE versus WCW war, Bischoff said, no, absolutely not. Why would have I cared? Would I have cared if the WWE should try and get, and you've got to remember again, context is freaking king here. People, you can believe me, you cannot believe me. You can think I'm just trying to put myself over. But just for a fraction of a second, put yourself in my shoes. WWE a year and a half before that, two years before that, Vince McMahon's MO is, quote, never acknowledge the competition. Don't put him over. Hell, he sounded like a bitch. I would have loved to have, loved to have, have, him, have him have his crew show up on my show. It would have been awesome. Talk about selling. My God, it would have been perfect. On whether or not, however, he heard rumors about them showing up, Power, he said the following. I heard nothing about it. If I would have known about it, listen, my body of work in that period of time speaks for itself. Had I known that they were coming, I would have had the door open. I would have instructed Doug Dillinger to instruct his security crew to make sure that they could make their way to the ring. Because that would have been amazingly good on TV on my network. There is no way I would have had ten guys. 
Russo's full, so full of crap. That's just, again, him, him making himself sound more dramatic, smarter, more creative. We had no idea they were coming. Had I known that they were coming, I would have invited them to the ring and would have let the cards fall where they may, because nothing would have happened. These guys wouldn't have beat the crap out of each other. They were all friends. The boys didn't have a dog in the hunt. They could care less, however. Meanwhile, however... In the latest new podcast, however, in Talk is Jericho, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, spoke about how he started to hate his promos in WWE, his vision for the character, and how he felt like he was fighting for his career after the Shield broke up and was still able to get over as a babyface. Here are some of the highlights that he said recently, however, in that interview, however, mind you, however, mind you. On getting over on his own, however, and fighting for his life after the Shield broke up, however, Ambrose said the following. So I got over on my own because I really felt like I was fighting for my life those first few months as a baby face, baby face, a.k.a. good guy, and everybody else is going to be like Pyro and all these crazy entrances. I'm just going to walk to the ring, no entrance, no gimmicks, I'm fighting. I just felt like I really was fighting for my life. I think that's why the people connected with me there, and then they're like, whoa, hey, he got over. And then I started selling a bunch of merchandise, and now they have to get their hands on it and try to turn you into what they think you should be or whatever. For whatever reason it is, me and Vince, my particular type of charisma, Vince just can't let me be. He's got to like put on a hat on me, put a hat on me, or put me in a goofy vehicle. For whatever reasons, we're just like Mentos and Diet Coke. Me and Vince together just creates this explosion of goofy nonsense that I detest. I always tried my hardest, and I always tried to stay positive and be grateful for this opportunity that I have. And I felt like I had the responsibility for these fans too, and put. In this position, like a make-a-wish guy and all that, and that might sound corny and stupid if you've never been put in that position, but it's real and also trying to save money. The ultimate goal is to be where we're at now. Moxley and WWE taking promos away from him said the following, Promos used to be my favorite part of wrestling. I loved it. They ended up being my least favorite part. The part I joke, because now, now it's not me coming up with ideas and a way to hook you into our story. It's me trying not to look like an idiot. It's me trying to appease all these different me sitting down with a writer while he's writing... This is not, that is not how it's supposed to be. It's like they never had any plans for me as a baby face, however. Never. Like when the shield broke up, they were going to do a little feud with me and Seth. If I had just petered out, went away, they would have been fine with that. They had no idea I was going to get over, and I got over on my own. They had the authority stuff at the time, which was kind of perfect for me, and my vision for the character was kind of like, I, I, know it, I had no idea I was going to be a baby face, a.k.a. good guy. So my thought was like 9% John McClain from Die Hard, and then 10, like 10% Dusty Rhodes. Whatever other people I'm inspired by, Bret Hart, how, uh, Bret Hart, Big Japan, Deathmatch guys, whatever, however. You know what I mean? But like, gets his ass kicked all the time, perseveres, walks through the glass, and bare feet, you know what I mean? Maybe there's a one-liner, which I'm capable of, which may have been one of the biggest, one of my biggest mistakes. I showed them that I had a shred of comedic timing. It was over. Now they're writing jokes. Me, I'll write my own jokes. If it's a time for a joke, Howard, then I'll know. Meanwhile, however, as we reported last night, late, however, however, the St. Louis Blues have tied up the series, however, with the Boston Bruins at one all going into Game Three Saturday night. However, mind you, at the NHL playoffs, the Blues, of course, won in overtime, four to three. In Game One of the NBA Finals tonight, the Raptors are up by four after one quarter in Toronto, 25-21. However, and finally, however, some news to report in Pittsburgh. However, despite the nasty weather that has been going on throughout the country, however. Weatherman John Burnett, however, who has been with the station of KK for 36 years, however, will finally hang it up this Saturday morning, however, after 36 years as weather forecaster for KDK Television, Channel 2. Congratulations is definitely in order for this very exceptional man. 
Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, is, and of course, your, is, is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Ladies and gentlemen, let's now go to the human suplex machine, John Gross, <clears throat> who has, of course, our wrestling history and birthdays, of course, online here for tonight, here May the 30th. I did also want to note, uh, we did have a couple of folks pop in on our live video feed from Wrestling Done Right, uh, and I hope I have this correct. Uh, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but uh, Jamie Poindexter has joined us. Also, of course, we have a uh, you know how, of course, a couple will share one Facebook account. So apparently, we've got we've got a couple right here joining us here. Joshua and Annie Gardner is joining us on the live video feed here from Wrestling Done Right. We do thank you folks for joining us and listening in. And please feel free to comment on anything we talk about here tonight. Here's our wrestling history and birthdays for tonight, May the 30th. 46 years ago today, which would put it at 19. 1973, at an all-star wrestling taping in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Tony Guerrero and Haystacks Calhoun defeated Professor Tanaka and Mr. Fuji to win the WWF Tag Team titles. The win ended a 337-day run as tag champions for Tanaka and Fuji at the time the longest in company history. The record stood until demolition broke it in 1989 with a 478-day run. Now, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, that that would be broken later on by, yes, the new day. I'm not so. Uh, let's see here. Where am I going here? Uh, yeah, here we go. 38 years. Let me make sure I have that correct. Yes, 38 years ago today, which would put it at 1981 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sweet Ebony Diamond, or a masked Rocky Johnson, or whatever you would like to call him defeated Greg Valentine to capture the NWA TV title. 33 years ago today, <clears throat> which would put which would put it at, uh, let me see here, um, let's see, 1986 in Houston, Texas, the late Terry Gordy defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan in the finals of a one-night tournament to become the first-ever UWF heavyweight champion. An interesting note, during Duggan's semifinal match with Kamala, Jim went headfirst into a ring post, but it turned out he was suffering from blood poisoning. Duggan's wife called UWF and told him to go to the hospital. The phone call saved Duggan's life. Ooh, I, I do vaguely remember hearing about that. Uh, 32 years ago today, we put it at 1987 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart squared off for the first time, but this time it was a tag team match as they made their WWF debut. <clears throat> And in their first act, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty as the Midnight Rockers battled the Hart Foundation. Only four days later, they made their televised debut, defeating Jose Estrada and Jimmy Jack Funk. But unfortunately, their partying led them to be fired until they returned to the WWF in 1988. Hmm. Shawn went on to have moderate success after breaking away from the Rockers, becoming the Intercontinental WWF European Tag Team and World Heavyweight Champion. Almost retired in 1998, but returned to the WWE in 2002, <clears throat> and officially retired in 2018 at, uh, after one more match. Of course, remember that I think that was the one in Saudi Arabia, him and 
No, it was in Australia. I'm sorry, it was in Australia. I think it was him. It was him and Triple H DX uh, versus Undertaker and Kane. I think I might say. While Marty, on the other hand, had a little bit of success himself, he had become the Intercontinental Champion and tried to reform another Rockers team in 1995, but that did not work. 23 years ago today, which was put at, uh, see, 1996, in Caguas, Puerto Rico, Sean Morley, of course, before he was known as Val Venus, defeats El Bronco to win the WWC TV title. He held the title for nearly three years before he vacated in March of 1999. Morley spent the last year of his title reign working in the WWF as Val Venus. 22 years ago today, we put it at 1997. In Augusta, Georgia, Tony Holm, who had a brief run as Ludwig Borga in the mid-1990s, loses his one and only major mixed martial arts fight, martial arts match, via submission at UFC 13 in just under 56 seconds. The man that defeated him was Randy Couture. Uh, 19 years ago today, we put it at the year 2000, at a Thunder taping in Boise, Idaho, Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak defeated Chronic to win the WCW World Tag Team titles. Eleven years ago today, we put it at 2008, WWE.com airs the 513th and last episode of Heat. This was originally commissioned as a six-episode series in the summer of 1998, but it was very popular and became a supplement to WWF's uh, main weekly show, Raw's War. Like Raw at the time, the show alternated with live and taped airings. On days Raw was live, Heat was taped prior to Raw to air on the following to air the following Sunday. Heat was the WWF's B show until the introduction of SmackDown in August of 1999. Heat matches were taped before SmackDown with with matches for the shows Jack and Metal uh, were taped before were, were, uh, were taped before Raw. Heat moved from USA to MTV in the fall of 2000. In March of 2002, Heat was the B-show for Raw, while Velocity was the B-show for SmackDown following the brand extension. Heat would be taken from USA to MTV to TNN and later Spike. The show was not picked up by USA when they regained the rights to WWE programming in 2005. To solve this issue, the show was moved to the WWE website for American audiences. The most famous episode of Heat was when Mankind battled The Rock on halftime Heat for the WWF title on January 31st, 1999, and where the title changed hands on Heat for the first and only time. Eight years ago today, put it at 2011, Kia Stevens, of course, remember, as you all know her as Awesome Kong and also as Karma, announces that she is pregnant and is forced to take a leave of absence. Stevens at the time was at the WWE, of course, like I said, she was known as Karma. Stevens announced on December 31st, 2011, that she was pregnant, but sadly, she miscarried. However, she made one appearance in the WWE at the 2012 Royal Rumble match, in where she was the third woman to be in that match, similar to what China did in 1999 and what Beth Phoenix did in 2010. The bout was her only WWE match, but she would be released from the company in July of 2012. Seven years ago today, put at 2000, speaking of 2012, seven years ago today, Randy Orton is suspended for the second time for 60 days following his second violation of the WWE's wellness policy. Uh, six years ago today, put it at 2013, ROH and TNA announced big signings 
First for TNA was Quentin Rampage Jackson, and for Ring of Honor was Adam Cole. Should I say it? Uh, yes. Uh, let me see. Where is that at? Cole's ROH deal expired on May 1st, 2017. Of course, he is not part of NXT since his debut in August of 2017. Five years ago today, put it at 2014, NXT presented its 100th episode from the from Full Sail of the Full Sail era from Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. <clears throat> Two years ago today, 2017, on SmackDown from Atlanta, Georgia, Shane McMahon announces for the first time ever there will be a women's money in the bank ladder match and of course we got some a couple of birthdays to announce here uh, of course first one here happy 31st birthday to no way jose happy birthday and we have a very famous one right here happy 64th birthday of course a wwe hall of famer the snake man himself jake the snake roberts happy 64th oh. birthday how old is Owe Jose, you said today? Uh, he was 31 today. Uh, he's on the Jake. Congo line, okay. Yeah, no way, Jose. Uh, boy, we're here to tell you about Jake Roberts, born in Gainesville, Texas, on May 30th, 1955. His father, who passed away in 2010, was also a wrestler. Roberts claims that he was sexually and physically abused by his stepmother and also had a strained relationship with his father. Uh, Roberts is, of course, a half-brother, of course, of our good friend, Michael Houston, who is, of course, as John says, been on our shows many times, for numerous times. He's also, of course, a WWS Hall of Famer and also has a half-sister named Rockin' Robin, who was a former women's champion. You remember that? I would, would love to talk to Rockin' Robin sometime. That'd be nice. And who was a former WWF women's champion. During the late 1980s, all three of them wrestled for the WWF. His wrestling career started in 1974 in the Louisiana area as a referee and wrestler, making his name in MSWMAC, which I think is Mid South Wrestling. Mid South What was yeah. it again called? Do what? What was the thing called again? What, do you mean, what was the thing called again? What are you talking about? You just mentioned no. you saw in 74. 1974 in the Louisiana area as a referee and a wrestler, making his name in Mid-South Wrestling, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, and Georgia Championship Wrestling. There. Yeah, he worked uh, in Mid-South. Mid-South was Bill Watts' say Mid-South was the Crockett Company, remember? I remember that. Roberts had trouble developing his characters in the late 1970s. He played wrestling, he did with the Junkyard Dog. It was in GCW during 1983 that Robert became part of the stable known as the Legion of Doom and began a feud with Ron Garvin over the NWA World TV title, which I think one of those matches is on his DVD. Yeah, it is. Uh, Pick Your Poison DVD, December of 83. I, I've watched that match. It's a good match. And I'll tell you, you want a good match? Go back and watch the match from the last Battle of Atlanta with him and Brett Wayne from October of 83, two months before that. Very, very good match there. Check that out. Thank you, J.D. Roberts also joined WCCW in 1984, teamed up with Chris Adams and Juno Hernandez against Devon Erickson, where they won the six-man tag team titles for uh, Roberts uh, for Roberts singles title in WCCW. He regained the TV title. Roberts returned to Mid-South Wrestling in 1985, but left in February of 1986. The next month, though, Roberts would join the WWF and make his pay-per-view debut defeating George Wells at WrestleMania 2 
After the match, Roberts wrapped his pet snake, Damien, around Wells' head, making Wells from the snake. Yeah, I did say snake. After he after after that, he then feuded with Ricky Steamboat, in which Roberts hit a DDT on Steamboat on the exposed concrete floor in front of his wife Bonnie, and rested Damien on top of a prone Steamboat. Roberts refused until Steamboat told him that he would be able to protect himself from injury. Unfortunately, Steamboat was unable to stop his head from hitting the concrete, and thus and and thus my and thus was rendered knocked out and sustained a concussion. We all have an infamous moment right there. Steamboat would make his return to feud with Robertson, where they battled in a snake pit, mat, snake pit match in Toronto and in a rematch at Saturday Night's Man event in October of 1986, and where Steamboat won all the matches. Recognizing his microphone skills, Roberts got his own talk show segment called The Snake Pit. This was patterned after Piper's Pit. The segment would be moved to Superstars of Wrestling after Piper's Pit went out of business after Roddy Piper's retirement. In March of 1987 at WrestleMania 3, a final segment of the show would be aired in July of 1987. In late 1986, Roberts was slowly turned into a fan favorite. This showed when, when he took on Randy Savage for the IC title on November 22, 1986 at Saturday night's main event, with Roberts being cheered throughout the bout. Also, at the same time, they wanted Roberts to have a feud with Hulk Hogan with WWF title. After Roberts hit Hogan with a DDT, the fans responded to the attack by chanting DDT rather than for Hogan, and McMahon abandoned his plans for a feud between them. That was also mentioned on the DVD, too, I believe. He turned face when he refused the fact that they wanted to do a feud, feud, feud with Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing yeah. Didn't work out yeah there was the talk fans. about that. Yes. I remember that. Yes. There was talk about that. He turned face when he feuded with the Honky Tonk Man and Jimmy Hart, who attacked Roberts with a guitar during the Snake Pit. The guitar shot injured Robert Snake at, at the time. Guitars weren't supposed to break that easily. Hmm. Yes. Honkitop denies that he purposely injured Roberts. Jimmy Hart, however, says that Roberts claimed that he was picking up picking pieces of wood out of his back for weeks after that. The attack led to their match at WrestleMania 3, where Alice Cooper, a Detroit native, was in Roberts' corner and Hart was in Honkitop Man's corner. Honkitop won the match, of course, illegally. Y'all remember that. Robert still continued to feud with the Honky Tonk Man, even when Honky Tonk was the Intercontinental Champion, defeating Steamboat for the title in June of 87. Roberts unsuccessfully challenged him for the title, but there were some plans for him to capture the IC title and land into a feud with Ted DiBiase, but because of the injuries, the decision was made to keep the belt with the Honky Tonk Man. Roberts and the Honky Tonk Man's feud ended when they both participated in the first inaugural 1987 Survivor Series matchup, where Roberts was a part of Randy Savage's team, which consisted of Brutus Beefcake, Jim Duggan, Ricky Steamboat, and Randy Savage. I guess the Honky Tonk Man's team consisted of, of course, Honky Tonk Man, Harley Race, Hercules, Danny Davis, and Ron Bass. Roberts' team won the match at the 1988 Royal Rumble. Roberts was a part of the Rumble match injured at number five and eliminated the first Royal Rumble competitor, Butch Reed, in the inaugural match. After that, he fitted with Rick Rude and his manager, Bobby Heenan. The two met one-on-one at WrestleMania 4 in the quarterfinals match tournament for the title, but, Rob, but, but both Roberts and Rude did not advance. After this, Rude chose Roberts' wife, Cheryl, who refused to kiss and who refused to kiss and revealed that she was Jake the, Snake, Jake the Snake's wife. The feud would begin in December 1988, which escalated after Rude began wearing a pair of tights and blazing with a visage of Mrs. Roberts, which an irate Roberts, of course, actually tore off. In October, Roberts finally 
got his feud with Rude the rest and battled Andre the Giant. In that same month, Roberts used his snake to scare Andre into an eventual heart attack. We all remember that moment, too. I saw that recently. At the 1988 Survivor Series, Andre the Giant and Jake Roberts would compete in a traditional tag team elimination match with Andre's team consisted of Andre, Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, Harley Race, and Dino Bravo against the team of Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, Tito Santana, Kim Patera, and Scott, T- Scott Casey with Andre's team winning. At the 1989 Royal Rumble, Andre eliminated Roberts, but Roberts would return to it with his snake to force Andre to be eliminated. At WrestleMania 5, the two competed with Big John Studdis as a guest referee. Roberts came the DQ win over Andre with Ted DiBiase and Virgil interfering and trying to get the snake from Roberts while Andre was dealing with his old rival, Big John Studd. Yeah, I remember that too. After the feud with Andre, Roberts moved to the direct feud with DiBiase, and the prize of the feud was the million dollar title. It was also at the time that Roberts probably was in, 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 in the bat sustained from the guitar shot he suffered in 1987 at the hands of Honky Tonk Man, publicly acknowledged as DiBiase attacked Roberts with a victory over Ted DiBiase's bodyguard Virgil on WWE Superstars. Roberts was injured and needed time off to have surgery to repair the damage. He returned in the fall to feud with DiBiase. About the end of 1989 and 1990, he was part of Hulk Hogan's team of Survivor Series that was eliminated by DiBiase. Roberts would steal DiBiase's million-dollar belt. DiBiase had many ways to try to get his belt back. He listened to Slick, Akeem, and the big boss man to do it. The boss man turned face and gave Roberts that the million-dollar title back. On April 1st, 1990, the two would culminate their feud to wrestle for the million-dollar title WrestleMania 6. DiBiase winning the match via countout and regained his non-sanctioned championship. After a brief feud with Bad News Brown in December 1990, Roberts refused with Rick Martell. Remember, Martell blinded Roberts by spraying his cologne called Arrogance into his eyes. Roberts went so far as to wear white contact lenses to prove his blindness. After several months, the two battled at WrestleMania 7 in a blindfold match with Roberts getting the win over Martell. In early to mid-1991, Roberts feuded with Earthquake and where Earthquake squashed Damien with a pair of Earthquake splashes. In reality, however, Robert's bag contained hamburger meat intended to look like a snake and a small mechanical device. Earthquake appeared on primetime wrestling to serve Quake burgers. Later claiming that the meat was ground from Damien's carcass, Roberts introduced a new snake called Lucifer. The feud, the feud did not last that long as Roberts would get involved in the Ultimate Warrior and the Undertaker saga. In the setup, Roberts explained <clears throat> to Warrior that after passing three tests, he would have to acknowledge he would have the knowledge of the dark side to defeat the Undertaker. The segments included Warrior being locked inside a casket and also being buried alive and walking through a room full of live snakes to reach the chest containing the answer. During the latter segment, he opened the chest only to be immediately bitten by a King Cobra. Roberts was joined by the Undertaker and Paul Bearer. All this time closing the final segment. Oh, yes. Never trust a snake. There you go. Turning Robert's heel for the first time since 1987. After SummerSlam, Roberts and Undertaker terrorized Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth's wedding, with Elizabeth opening a gift containing, containing a live cobra. The team feuded with Randy Savage and Sid Justice, where Sid was supposed to wrestle El Diablo. But the Undertaker came out and accepted the offer to face Sid. However, El Diablo was known as Jake Roberts in reality. Roberts tried to unleash a King Cobra on Sid, but Jim Duggan was able to stop them from doing so. 
Roberts would continue to harass and berate Randy Savage, but he was aware that Savage was defeated on on March 24, 1991 at WrestleMania 7 against the Ultimate Warrior in a retirement match. On October 21, 1991, Roberts goaded Savage into the ring and brutally attacked him, tying him into the ropes, and got the King Cobra to bite his arm. The snake was devenomized, and according to, of course, as we said, Roberts DVD, Pick Your, po- pick, pick your Poison, Roberts had problems getting the Cobra to release his bite. On the day the angle was shot, Roberts wanted the Cobra to bite him on his leg at Savage's request. The, the segment went on longer than planned, and Savage's blood was clearly visible as it dripped from the puncture wounds. Tunney would reinstate Savage for these actions, and Savage would return to the ring in December 1991 at Tuesday in Texas, defeating Jake Roberts. Savage did, elim- did eliminate Roberts at the 1992 Royal Rumble Championship match and finally got his win over Roberts at Saturday night's main event. But after the match, as Roberts was set to attack Savage and Elizabeth, the Undertaker made the save for Savage and Elizabeth turning Undertaker's face in the process. At the funeral parlor, Roberts asked Undertaker whose side was he on, and the number five firmly, not yours. Yes, I remember that moment. Roberts took offense to it and attacked Paul Bearer and threw the urn in the casket and trapped Undertaker's hand in there, attacking him a few times with a steel chair. At WrestleMania, Roberts became the second man to lose to the Undertaker on April 5, 1992. It turned out to be Roberts' final match with the WWF for nearly four years. His departure came after Vince McMahon did not offer him a position on the writing staff, despite being promised such previously. After Pat Patterson stepped down from his post on, on the writing staff, stemming from the recent sexual harassment scandal, McMahon decided that the spot would be left vacant. Roberts felt he was not only being lied to, but he, he, but he felt he was betrayed. Roberts threatened to no-show WrestleMania 8 if he didn't get his release. He has since expressed his regret for his actions to get a release from his contract. That same year, he joined WCW on August 2nd, 1992, attacking Sting at a main event taping in which Sting was scheduled to face Bader for the WCW title, but due to, but due to the attack, Sting could not compete in the match. Roberts formed an alliance with Cactus Jack and the Barbarian. His single WCW pay-per-view match would be against Sting in Halloween Havoc 1992 in a spin-the-wheel, make-the-deal gimmick. This would be a coal miner's glove match. While Halloween Havoc was the company's top-selling pay-per-view for several years, <clears throat> Roberts left WCW. After leaving WCW, Roberts went on the independent circuit in 1993 and where he toured in Australia, Europe, Austria, and Germany, and also wrestled in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Roberts battled with Conan in the Mexican promotion in which the feud lasted until 1994, and where Conan defeated him in a hair-versus-hair match. He returned in the spring of 1994 to wrestle for Smoky Mountain Wrestling and won the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title on May 2, 1994, but he no-showed several defenses, forcing SMW to get the title back to, uh, of course, the man knows, his, I think his last name was like Anthony, but I think his real name was, I think he went by the Dirty White Boy, I believe, on July 5th, 1994. By the end of 1994, Roberts took a hiatus. After spending over a year in, hi, um, <clears throat> in hiatus, Roberts returned to the WWF at the 1996 Royal Rumble as a Bible preacher, and to go along with his new gimmick, he brought in Revelations as his new snake. Roberts entered the Royal Rumble match as a number seven entrance in that match, but it would be eliminated by Vader. 
Robertson then teamed up with Yokozuna and Ahmed Johnson in a losing effort to Owen Hart, British Bulldog Invader at WrestleMania 12. Afterwards, he took on Stone Cold Steve Austin in the 1996 King of the Ring Finals, where Roberts was injured in his semifinal match against Vader. Roberts, see, Austin would get the win over Roberts and do his famous speech of all time that would signify the start of the Attitude Era. Roberts would next feud with Jerry Lawler, who went to great lengths to ridicule his alcoholism. Lawler defeated Roberts at SummerSlam, but Roberts had the last laugh by eliminating Lawler in a tag team elimination match in Survivor Series which had, of course, The Rock, of course, Rocky Maivia as Robert's partner. Roberts led to a relapse with drugs and alcohol after the WWF wanted him to wind his in-ring career and to join the backstage side of the company. His last pay-per-view appearance would be at the 1997 Royal Rumble entry at number seven, and he was eliminated by Stone Cold Steve Austin. In February, he would be released from the WWF for the second time. During December 1997, Roberts debuted in ECW, where he tapped both Tommy Dreamer and Jerry Lawler. This was a small appearance and made another small appearance in November 1998 and November to remember, teaming up with Tommy Dreamer against Justin Credible and Jack Victory. In the in the infamous moment of uh, <clears throat> of Heroes of Wrestling in October 1999, Roberts was scheduled to face Jim Neidhart, but Roberts was so intoxicated that during the course of the night, Roberts served his way through a promo and staggered to and around the ring during his <clears throat> during his entrance after doing such thing as pretending his snake was a penis and struggling like he was masturbating to it and attempted to kiss the snake with his tongue. Ooh. The show's promoter would send King Kong Bundy Yokozuna to make it a tag team match where Bundy and Bundy and Nightheart won the match. In 2001, Roberts moved to Great Britain where he competed for All-Star Wrestling in October 20th, 2002, in Ricky Knight's World Association of Wrestling, he defeated Johnny Moss to win the NWA UK heavyweight title, but regained it. <clears throat> but, but, of course, he regained it the next night. The next month, Robert started his own wrestling promotion in the UK called Real Stars of Wrestling. All three events were headlined by a 1987 feud between Roberts and the Honky Tonk. Roberts made his last, last British appearance in 2004 and also cut a drunken promo paying tribute to Ray Trailer, who sadly died a few days before. Roberts continued to make some indie appearances, of course, in Booker T's PWA and others. Roberts would make an appearance in TNA in 2006 to referee the Monsters Ball match between Abyss, Raven, Samoa Joe, and Brother Runt. Roberts performed a DDT on Raven, helping Samoa Joe win the match. Afterwards, he placed his snake on Raven. For refereeing in TNA, Roberts returned to the WWE and where he confronted Randy Orton, who was preparing to fight The Undertaker at WrestleMania 21 on April 3rd, 2005. Roberts warned Orton that facing The Undertaker could be a soul-altering experience. This was also Roberts' first Raw appearance since 1996. Roberts would be RKO'd by Randy Orton after Roberts tried to attack Orton. He worked with the company to create a DVD retrospective of his career, which was released later that year. With help from DDP in 2012, Robert beat his addiction and announced, and announced his desire to return to the WWE at the 2015 Royal Rumble in, 2000, uh, in 2013. He returned on January 6, 2014 on Raw to aid CM Punk in the New Age Outlaws against the Shield, where Roberts laid a python over the face of Dean Ambrose. Roberts didn't appear at the Royal Rumble, 
match, but was announced as a, as a part of the 2014 class of the Hall of Fame. He was inducted by his mentor, Diamond Dallas Page. <clears throat> and John said that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. And he'll be on, of course, live with us here in just a few moments. He's got to charge his phone um, before he can come back, so before he can come on live. So he'll be he'll be taking care of that here, folks. He'll be on with us here momentarily. So, John, we thank you very much here for the news and views here. For, I mean, for the history and birthday for tonight. And, J.D., we thank you very much there, sir, for the news and views here for this evening. Let's bring in this one more time here, folks. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138-521-POUND. This is episode 205 of NWO Wolfpack for, <clears throat> for Thursday, May 30th, 2019. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, the, the Iceman Jerry DiGiromo, and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross here, here with you here this evening. Of course, like I said, also we have a couple of folks joining us here from our live video feed from, of course, Wrestling Done Right this evening. Uh, of course, like we said, Jamie Poindexter and also Joshua and Andy Gardner. We were so welcome them, of course, for coming on here with us here. Uh, <clears throat> Coming in, coming here and joining us here also as well tonight. Um, let me see here. While we, uh, let me see here. I think we may, let me double check something here, but I think, if I'm not mistaken here, I think we may have someone possibly coming in on the line here. Let me, let, 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 let us double check here while, while we, while we, of course, it's, I can tell you now, it's not John right now. But I believe we have somebody else popping in here. Let me double check all that here. Uh, yeah, okay. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Chad, it's your homie. It's your homeboy. Okay, well, I'll get ready to go. Hold your thought for a second. This is a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles, and also, of course, a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. Of course, he's, of course, like I said, name here, folks, you got to think about, of course, that 66 time Happy Days, or one of the central characters here, whom this man is named after, uh, that did used to do a little something, I do believe, just like this. He just went like this. Hey! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is, of course, the heartbreak, like I said, the heartbreak kid. Fonzie is now joining us on here with the episode 205 of Wolfpack for this evening. We do welcome Fonzie in here as well. <clears throat> uh, Fonzie, of course, like I said, good to have you on here. Um, I don't know if you had actually heard or seen this earlier here, uh, but I got to gotta get your take here, uh, of course, of, uh, I do thank JD for bringing in bringing in bringing in the story here. Uh, just a few moments ago, I saw this. This was a video, of course, that WWE posted a few hours ago on, and of course, it's on YouTube. And if you want to check that out, and I may have posted it on the Raw Rant panel chat box as well. You want to play it again? Let's play that. And Fonzie, listen very carefully to this, and you, and then we'll, we'll set up, and JD will. Help set up the scene for it um, after you after after you play it, then you can tell them okay, what's in it. Go ahead. Play. Said, well, this 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 is what happened, Fonzie. WWE released a video today featuring Stephanie McMahon condemning the actions of Money in the Bank control 
contract holder Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. She's also promising that WWE will take action for that blatant disrespect. Here's what she had to say. The WWE renounces and in fact condemns the behavior of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman on Monday Night Raw this past week. Brock Lesnar walked to the ring with the Money in the Bank briefcase fashioned as some kind of boombox, let alone making promises about announcing who they were going to face and cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase against, which they did not do. But they also disrespected what the Money in the Bank contract represents. They disrespected both the Universal Champion as well as the WWE Champion. And in fact, I think they disrespected the entire WWE as well as the WWE Universe. So on behalf of our organization, on behalf of all of our fans, I am going to take this matter up officially with both the McMahon family as well as our executive team. And we are going to take action. Bonds, uh, first off, your reaction to this, please. I guess somebody listened to the Universal fans. Um, when's this going to happen? Monday night? Or they're going to wait until after the pay-per-view event. Um, some something is going to be fishy about this. Hopefully, it'll be th- this coming Monday, though. But um, uh, and uh, I think the Universal fans are fed up with, you know, fed up with um. This Brock Lesnar shit, yeah, and Paul Heyman, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see what happens. It's a very, very exciting release. So I think we're moving in the right spot here. We need one more to. to... Well, Fonz, do you consider do you consider this ultimatum from Stephanie legit? You might have some, a little bit of question as to whether or not this is this sounds, of course, if this is legit or not. Uh, does this sound legit to you? How how she said it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, JD. Once again, let's post your thoughts about this and tell us what your reaction and your thoughts about this is. Part of me agrees with what Fonzie said, but part of me thinks this is nothing but a stunt ploy because they're they're so desperate how now that AEW is breathing down their neck, how and they figure how this is the only way we can try to save our ratings, how. But if they are going to take action, and I think they should, they should definitely strip him of the briefcase altogether, and just give someone else a chance, like we said all along, McIntyre, Ricochet, you know, give them a chance to run with the ball. I mean, we'll see what happens Monday in Austin, Texas. I think the real thing is going to be very interesting to watch, however, mind you, and see how that this plays out. It really is. Mm-hmm. So, there, 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 there you go, folks. I mean, I mean, myself personally, you know, 
part of me wants to say, okay, I'm a man that's finally speaking out here. Um, I, I, I guess this juggernaut named Brock Lesnar. But the other part of me is saying they're wanting to do what they what they believe is what that is what they believe is what the fans want to hear. So, oh, it is kind of it is. Part of me says, okay, sounds interesting, but the other part of it, the other part of me says, it sounds kind of fishy. Because remember what mm-hmm. we all heard back in December, JD. You know what I'm talking about here. Uh-huh, when they uh-huh. came out, came out and said. That they're going to that that that, that tell, told WWE Universe that you are the authority, and yep. you know, we're going to give you what you want and all that. Have they have they made have they kept that promise in our in our eyes? No, no, they no they not no they now not. they have so, to in this case now after seeing this they have to almost at this point. So. Right, if they want to save face and try to keep their fan base and also have some chance at all. In fighting this 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 big time uh, this big time juggernaut now AEW, they're going. They've got to start saving face, and they got to start saving face. Now they need to start. They needed to start doing that the minute AEW was announced when they heard that this was happening. You but 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 like but like I said before, something's got to be done. And I'm hoping that something will be done here. Really, if Stephanie's going to hold true to this or not, the best way to find out is just to keep looking at it and just think, okay, this is what they're. This is what this is what they're going to. Uh, we got we are one. We need another one to get come to. So this is a great step right here, but we need another one coming. So. It's coming, it's coming. It's coming. We're going to wait and see what all happens with this. We 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 really are because like I said like like I like I said before. If I'm Stephanie and like Vince or Triple H, whatever, I would have get him, you know, off like J D said, you know, take the briefcase off of him and Maybe the uh, when's the next pay per view? When is the next pay per view after the Super Showdown, JD? Stomping grounds. I think as stomping grounds, I would have loved. I would have loved to see Money in the Bank briefcase again at that pay per view. Redo it. Put the briefcase up at the top. And bring bring up uh, you know Braun Strowman should have be a champion instead of Brock Lesnar or or um RKO. I I I don't like Drew McIntyre too much, but yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, Brock uh, Braun Strowman should have been in that. Situation and money. I think I think McIntyre should have. I think McIntyre uh, Ricochet should have won the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bond Bond doesn't need this. He does not need the briefcase. I'm sorry. Who? My opinion is not. Braun. He does not. I don't uh, think. 
He had it before. Yeah, he he never. He, yeah, but he never lost. Yeah, but he never got. Last, he never got remember, a championship. You're right. He never got. But remember what happened last year, thanks to that little dickhead Corbin. He pissed that yeah, away literally because of Corbin. Do you want to go back to that formula? No, I don't think it's now the time. Not now. Uh, Down the road, maybe. I'd rather see Baron Corbin than Drew McIntyre. And he's going to be crying. I think, I, I think McIntyre is a little bit better than Corbin, personally. Huh? Yeah, I know, but you know how Corey Graves is. He, uh, he dethroats him all the time. So oh, yeah. Drew McIntyre. That's, 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 that's what I'm game. saying. Like, get, get Bear Corbin. Yeah, get uh, not Bear Corbin. Uh, Braun Strowman and see what the, this goofball has to say with his white toxin, whatever that he wears. Yeah. Well, if I may, if, if, if I may here, let me let me let me say this. Let me say this. and we've all we've all said this. JD, you have said it. Ponzi, you have. <laughs> we we have all we we have all said we have all said this. I that, that as best as best that they if they're going to put a title on somebody. Make it somebody that you know has been getting, you know, that's been getting, like I said, a whole a whole lot of hype as deserving of that hype, and put the belt and put a belt on, a belt or two more on them, and let them go with it and see how it turns out. But the thing about it, but the thing about it is, if they're going to give anybody that distinction and all that. Like I said, give it to somebody who is deserving. Don't just put it on anybody. You just put it on anybody and all that. You know that you think that's going to make them a star? No, you're pushing the envelope way too fast. You don't want to do that. In other words, what I'm trying right. to say here is that if, what I'm trying to say here is this: if Corbin gets his hands on that on that belt over there, and I believe it's in Saudi Arabia, I think. Yeah, JD, next Friday. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, next, next Friday. Friday okay. That's right. Okay. But like I said, if in fact Corbin gets his hands on it and all that, WWE would have sunk to an all new low. And they, that's something they wouldn't be able to recover from in, in, in a while. And, nope. and, like, and, like, and like I said, I mean, don't, and like I said, you know, if, if, you know, if, if, you know, like I said, don't get me wrong, I'm sure Corbin, like I said, you know, if he wasn't acting like a goofball all the time, I'm not sure you would agree with all that. You know, that aside from that, I'm sure y'all would agree. That he is not, he is not a bad competitor. What about it is, is that he's been doing more. He's been doing more. He's been doing a lot more different things in wrestling in WWE rather than what. Things like kissing ass. Let's be real. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. But the one thing that I think he should be focused on more than anything is he needs to be focused on. Wrestling. That's that's why he's there. He's the thing about it is giving people like him and Alexa Bliss who hadn't even been in the company not not even what three four five years yeah yeah giving them them these luxuries like you know like making Corbin oversee the flagship show of the WWE for as long as they did giving Alexa Bliss an opportunity to host. The biggest show of them all this year, and giving her a talk show already. I mean, the thing about it is that's moving up way too fast. What? That's what. 
that that's what I've always said. That's what I've always said. That you know you don't want to move up the new town, the, the the most recent talent that WWE has on hand too quickly. Because if you do, like I said, WWE is going to start any wrestling organization. I'm sure probably possibly will feel this effect as well. But WWE right now is the one that is suffering. Everybody else seems to be moving at a smooth pace. The big dog in the yard seems to be right now, you know, back on his chain for crying out loud. Pardon my expression, if you know what I mean. But so my personal my personal opinion here is they're moving up the new talent way too fast. And like John has said many, many times on our shows, give it to people who actually deserve the opportunity. Yeah. I and, and don't surpass those people who deserve the opportunity. They're, 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 they're given these opportunities, like we said before. Lacey Evans did not deserve that opportunity at Money in the Bank, yet she got it. Huh. Alexa huh. Bliss, you know, too fast right there. Baron Corbin, way too fast. There's several others I can name. I'm sure, like I said, JDU, John Fonzie, and all yeah. y'all can possibly name a whole bunch of others. But I'm sure y'all would agree when I when y'all would agree when, 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 I, when I say, like I said, if you're going to do that, do it slowly and do it in do it in do it slowly and do it in stride. Don't don't jump the gun on it. Don't go really really. Don't go too fast on it because, like I said, if you do, Fonzie's going to belch on you. I mean, no, I mean, what he's going, what you're going to do is, yes. By the way, very nice. Um, <laughs> you're just going, you're just going to mess yourself up. Seriously, you're really going to mess yourself up. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to listen to into to the words that really need to be listened to. They're going to do what they. What they feel is the is the call. Whatever they say, they that, that, that whatever they say is the right call. And you know the sad part about it is, no, it isn't. Unfortunately, you know it's not. I mean, it's just it's 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 just it's just a sad, sad story here, folks. And like I mm-hmm. said, if if there was a way the fans could have a say. In, in, in what needs to be done, then I'm sure that there should be, and there should be, but they're not. That, that, that's the one thing that they're missing right there, is the fact that they're not letting the fans really speak up and say, you know, you want some ideas here, here's some here here's some uh, here here's some ideas right here. Try try doing this, try doing that, but no, they're not going to do that. They're they're going to do what they want because they're they they feel that they're right. They they feel that they're but uh, before I, we, we continue on here, folks, let me go ahead and give you this one more time. 1605-562-0444, call ID 138-521-POUND. This is episode 205 of NWO Wolfpack for uh, May 30th, 2019. Mr. WWS, Dan Henshaw, the Iceman, Jerry Geralmo, uh, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, will be coming on, by, coming on live with us here momentarily. As well as the now we have the heartbreak kid Fonzie on the line here as well. Um, oh, man. And don't coming up here in just a few moments here. We are of course going to be getting some predictions in from every from at least I believe these three gentlemen here tonight for the NXT show coming Saturday. But tomorrow night on Revolution 138055 pound, 
which will be from NWA US Built on Tradition, the live video feed. In addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we will also, of course, be having the remainder. We probably will have some more folks jump, jump in on uh, their thoughts about the NXT show and also as far as the prediction title challenge. Uh, so far, I have gotten confirmation from JD, from John, from Fonzie, and actually from oh. Michelle uh, just a few minutes ago on on Facebook. And I don't know why Fonzie just parted, but uh, the studio stinks. Ooh, okay. No. <laughs> I got you. Got you, got you. No, I'm taking a smash right now. So uh, we may have, we may have, of course, the Empress Henry Rickenbach joining into this. I'm not sure about that yet. Michelle is also going to be checking in with her son Caleb to see if he wants to be a part of this. We have also not heard from Mr. Hulkamania. Bob Ziegler, as well as, of course, the style Stephen Kyle. We'll hear from Danny from Oak Park tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll get to hear from the psycho J.W. Cannon about about um, about whether or not he wants to take part in this or not either. So, like I said, we hope to have all 10 folks that we had from the AEW. We would, love, we would love to have, like I said, a big turnout here for, of course, uh, for, for, of course, the uh, for this prediction title challenge here tonight. I mean, uh, for, for between, like I said, tonight and tomorrow. But well, at least we have four confirmed so far. So we're in, we're, we're in good shape right there so far. Good shape so, so far. But don't forget to join us for Revolution tomorrow night from 9 to 11. Right here on TalkShoe. Call ID 138055-POUND. <clears throat> like I said, a live video feed from NWA and U.S. built on tradition. As we, of course, will also be, in addition to, of course, predictions for this and for this uh, pay-per-view coming up uh, this weekend. We will also, of course, try, we'll try to find out, of course, uh, as far as the champions from the AEW pay-per-view. Uh, hopefully, we'll try to get the rest of everybody else's. Uh, so far, we still have the only ones we have in here so far is we have Ann, we have JD, we have Fonzie, and we have Bobby. As far as right now, those who are uh, who are who have currently uh, grabbed the uh, uh, championship belts here so far. Uh, <clears throat> we may try to get John's here tonight, and we'll try to get everybody else's here, of course, hopefully uh, tomorrow as well. So in the meantime here, um, uh, John has asked us to wait just a little bit, but we can at least possibly go on ahead and maybe get some of this uh, taken care of here. And so far, ladies and gentlemen, I do have – oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't go in and tell you that out of so far for like I said, everyone will get a shot at one of our belts here. I do have eight championship belts now lined up so far with of course I'm still working on trying to get two more uh, up and going here. And I hope I'll let everybody know about that here really, really soon. In the meantime here, I do believe we have somebody coming in on the line here. And if it is who we think it is.
Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Person right here, folks, for now joining us here live here on 205 of Wolfpack here this evening. As we said before, it is the human suplex machine, John Gross, now joining us on here on Wolfpack 205 for the evening. John, sir, we welcome you to the show this for this evening. I'm here. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. Welcome to the uh, snake pit if you dare. Yeah, they I'm here in the snake pit. And I'm set to deliver <laughs> DDT somebody <laughs> right now. Here, ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed. I did three of them in one pitch last night here, of course. And of course, once again, we have to say a quick congratulations once again to the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, who I'm sure right now, even as we speak, is looking at it right now. Held on to the WWS 24 7 championship. He did well last night. I will give him credit, but there will be a time when the rematch will come. Well, final score of 224 to 95. So, yeah, uh, but, but off uh, night last night. He did well. So, Fonzie, once again, congratulations. I know you got that belt well in. So, you are. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> gentlemen, I think we can. I think we can go. First off, before we do anything, John, I will try to talk about this before you came on. Uh, we, of course, are still trying to get everybody's picks in for a championship belt from the AEW prediction title challenge for this past weekend. Uh, since we are, since we have you on the line now, we might as well go ahead and get, get you take, go ahead and get you taken care of here. Um, and, uh, and let me go ahead and tell you as of right now, what championship uh, belt. Nice one. Well, that, that is an excellent one, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, belching. Okay, yes. All right, let's get uh, this in. Let's let's get these predictions in motion. Okay, but first off, let me do this first. So let's we'll get this out of the way here first, John, because I know you probably normally don't make it on here on Friday night, but let, I'd like to go ahead and at least get your your pick for, of course, the belt uh, from the AEW prediction title challenge from this past Saturday. We haven't gotten yours in here yet. Uh, but let me tell you what belts are left, so that way you have an idea as to as to what which one you you would like. Okay. But let me let me finish reading all that's left first before you make the decision. Okay. So let me spin. Okay. Here we go. The belts that are left are as follows. <clears throat> all of them are under the WCWUS umbrella, John. By the way, so I want to use that. I want to keep saying WCWUS all the time. I'll just let you know about that now. The Southern Heavyweight, Power Surge, Star of the Ring, Student, Underground, and Tempest Championship belts are still remaining. Which one would you like? <sighs> well, Student Championship seems intriguing to me. So you want you say you want the Student Championship? Yep. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, you're new. WWS student is the human suplex machine, John Gross. And of course, as you know, of course, uh, from the uh, Money in the Bank prediction title challenge, he, John picked up the Young Lions championship. And that's a not bad. Good picks there, John, for the last two events there, indeed. 
Okay. And like I said, we'll be working on the belts that we're going to use for the NXT thing as well. I've got eight belts up so far. Hopefully, we'll have two more. And hopefully, everybody that took place, everybody that took part in the AEW interview will hopefully take part in this one here as well. So I'm, I'm hoping so, at least. I'm really hoping so. Okay. Here, here we go here, guys. Here we go. Uh, let me, and of course, let me, let me pull that, let me, let me pull this up here as well. And, and also before I get started here, I had to make a request of Fonzie. Fonzie, pull up your pants, will you? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> There's a, there a full moon now tonight. <laughs> yep, it is, it is a full moon. <laughs> and, a full moon by the name of Fonzie. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Oh pull my God! Pulling your chain. Pulling your chain, Fonzie. Pulling your chain. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Let's go ahead and let me go ahead and go through the whole thing here again to set the stage here for NXT Takeover 25, the upcoming professional wrestling show and WWE Network event produced by WWE for their NXT brand. It'll take place for us this Saturday, June 1st, 2019 at the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. It'll be the 25th event under the NXT TakeOver chronology. Nice looking poster they got for this one here, guys. With, uh, I've seen the Gargano, poster. It's pretty sweet, though. Yeah, know Adam Cole, Baszler, and uh, Io Shirai. Baszler looks... Uh, looks... Uh, and we're all six NXT TakeOver episodes away from, from 3-0, guys. Yep. That's it. Yep. WWE Takeover is a series of professional wrestling shows that began on May 29, 2014. Oh. As, as WWE developed NXT held their second network exclusive broadcast build as NXT Takeover. In subsequent months, the Takeover moniker became the brand used by WWE for all of their NXT live specials. Here are the storylines. Of course, the cards will include matches that will go from storylines where wrestlers portrayed villains, heroes, or less distinguishable, distinguishable characters. I'll say it in a minute. The build tension and calm wrestling series of matches with results predetermined by WWE's writers or JD, John, and Fonzie, by the way, on the NXT brand. <laughs> hey, I, no sweet plug for you three guys. Y- y'all write for, the, for NXT. There you go. That sounds good. Storylines are produced on Cheap the NXT. No, no, okay, no, that's not a cheap go. plug. That's a cheap pop. Yeah, but I, hey, I gave y'all some credit here, guys. So y'all, well, I'm trying to tell you, you can do it twice as good as these guys can. That's why I'm, that's why I'm giving, I'm giving y'all some props here. So y'all say thank you, sir. Okay. okay thank you, sir. Uh, I didn't mean that you had to do it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. This is a short, short synopsis right here. At NXT Takeover New York, Johnny Gargano defeated Adam Cole, baby. In a two out of three falls match to win the Vega NXT title. On the May 15, 2019 episode of NXT, a rematch between the two for the title was scheduled for takeover number five. During the 2019 WWE NXT team champions, the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, were drafted to Raw. There, they then voluntarily relinquished the titles on the May 1st, 2019 tape of NXT, aired May 15th. Though had one final title defense against the Street Profits, of course, Dawkins and Ford, they ended in DQ after the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, and the team of Oni, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch got involved. 
A four-way tag team ladder match was later scheduled for TakeOver 25 between, of course, Locan, Locan and Birch, the Street Profits, the Forgotten Sons, the Undisputed, and the Undisputed Era team of Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish. I'll have a Bobby Fish. Hold the target up. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Five matches we've got lined up here. Uh, I don't know if they'll add any more to it, but that wouldn't surprise me if they did. Let's talk about here. I'll go in this order. I'll go with JD first, and then I'll go with John, and then I'll go with Fonson. Okay. <clears throat> uh, first off here, of course, the match for the NXT title, Johnny Gargano defending against Adam Cole. JD, first off, your thoughts, please. This is going to be a battle of attrition when you think about it. You saw what Gargano did in New York by pulling off the upset in the two out of three falls match. Cole was very upset with what happened, how he thought this was his time, how and the Undisputed Era since then have been cracking at the seams, how in every facet of the game. Will Gargano hold on to the championship, however, going into Toronto in August, however, and have it for a few more months, however? It could be. But could Cole pull off the upset, how and even the score, and finally get a taste of the NXT gold for the first time in his career by holding the big brass ring? We don't know. I'm going to go with Gargano. This is going to be a very, very intriguing match. I think it's almost going to be as good as their match was in Brooklyn, Howard, if not a little bit better. I think these guys are going to up their game even more, and I think you're going to see a real quality match here again with these two. These two have great chemistry, it seems like, with each other. So give me Johnny Wrestling for the win. Okay, John, NXT title match. Last April, it was a, it was a good battle between... Neutrinity. Neutrinity. But this time, but this May 31st, 2019, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole will wrestle one more time. But I pick Johnny Gargano. Good. All right. Fonzie, NXT title. Good intro I did, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Not bad. I like that intro. I like that. NXT title match, Fonzie, Gargano versus Cole. I'm going to go with Johnny B. Good. Okay. Oh, uh, Johnny B. Good. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Not bad. All right. There you go. All right. Next up, guys, the match for the NXT women's title, Shayna Baszler defending against Io Shirai. J.D., your thoughts here. Surprisingly, Regal has not going to ban Shayna's uh, henchwoman on our main side, Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke here. You think he would, and he might still do this, Howard, to give EO at least a little bit of an edge. Shayna is the queen of spades for nothing. I think she's definitely continuing to show she is the most dominant NXT roster competitor since Paige, maybe since Asuka. You know, we talk about Charlotte, we talk about the history of the women, Sasha Bailey and all that, Howard. Shane is a different animal of a different kind, Howard, and she's showing why she continues to be the most dominant person in the women's roster in NXT right now. There's not much to go on except Bianca Belair, maybe Mia Yim, maybe Candice LeRae that can challenge her down the road at some point. I think Io uh, will get another crack at that challenge. I don't think it's going to go away that quickly. I think she's going to come close to winning, but I think Shayna finds a way to hold on to her a little longer going into Toronto. So I'm going to say Shayna stays the champion, at least until SummerSlam. Okay. All right. You say, you say Baszler will retain. Okay. John, NXT women's title. Who can stop the beast is the question. I mean... Uh, 
<laughs> not that. <laughs> not that piece. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, come on, Alphonse. <laughs> but uh, Shayna Baszler, I picked to win. Okay. Uh, Fonzie, your take on the NXT Women's title. Baszler. Okay. All right. So far, everybody is in, uh, looks like in the <sighs> Okay. Next up here, of course, the ladder match for the vacant NXT tag team titles. As I said before, the teams are as the following. Lorcan and Birch versus Dawkins and Ford and Street Profits versus O'Reilly and Fish from the Undisputed Era and the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. J.D., your thoughts on this match? you think the UE would want their titles however, back around their waist? However, I'll tell you, the team that continues to really not get a lot of credit where they deserve it is Birch and Lurcan, however. I'm going to go with Lurcan and Birch in this one. John, the tag team title ladder match. I've been switching back and forth to, to this match, to this match Monday on Raw Radio and also on Wrestling Debate. But still, I'm going to have to keep my pick I, re- I had from Wrestling Debate. And, J.D., you mentioned a team that, that, that did not get their comeuppance. I think it's time that a Street Profits get, get what's theirs. Okay, I'm going with the Street Profits, okay? All right, Fonzie, the tag team title ladder match. Who's the champions? Nobody. They're vacant right now. They're fighting to become... Yeah, the Viking War Raiders of the Viking Experience dropped the gold last week. So this is what, a four-way, you said? Four-way Fatal. ladder match. Fatal four-way ladder match. Yeah. Whoever wins it gets the tag team, right? Correct. Tag team title. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the first team. I'm going to go with Lorcan and Birch. Okay. All right. All right. Next up here, of course, match with the NXT North American title, Velveteen Dream defending against Tyler Breeze. J.D., your thoughts here? Mm, God. The gorgeous God. one is back, however, but does he really want to take the Dream's title, however, and end the Dream's run as North American champion? Well, it's not going to be a Breeze, however, shall we say, that does it. Right? It's going to be the Velveteen Dream, however, and the Purple Rainmaker that does it in. In. I'm going Velveteen Dream in this one. The Dream continues to impress me every time out, and he shows why. He's just getting better and better. Okay. John, Dream versus Tyler Breeze, North American title. Oh, I'm going to have to go with Velveteen Dream. Okay. Speaking of NXT, guys, I'm watching a good match here. I think you guys might all remember this one. Tyler Bay versus Pete Dunne in Chicago. Yeah. Oh. Indeed. I'm watching it right now. I'm watching the airplane spin by Bane Dunn, I mean, from two years ago. What a match that was. Incredible. Fonzie, uh, North American title, Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. <laughs> serious Tyler Breeze? God, serious. I'm going to go with, I'm going to stick with the champion. You're going to go with the dream? Okay. All right. And the last match we have listed here, unless any more get added, JD, has there been any talk that they may add another match to this? Uh, I don't believe so. I think they've had only. I'm going to check the card here. Hold on, I'll tell you. I don't. Five matches. 
Yeah, they have five matches, I'm pretty sure. Unless they're going to add a sixth. And I don't believe they are. Let me just double-check to be sure. Okay. And uh, it is... Nope, five matches officially. We're okay. Yeah, all right. Okay, thank you very much. And the, so the last one here we have here, J.D., let's get your take on this first. On the hey, match this wind is blowing like shit tonight. Okay. So that, that is probably hit the point mm-hmm. you said. Okay. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. J.D., your thoughts here? Riddle says, however, he wants a crack at that NXT trophy, however, and if Gargano leaves it, however, we could see Riddle and Gargano in Toronto. Uh, Roderick Strong, of course, has had a little bit of a falling out, we know, with the Undisputed Era. The question is now, can he put that aside? Can he at least for one night, however, try to get in the back of the good graces of Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, there's no doubt. But at the end of the night, however, unfortunately, it's going to come back to snake bite him in the Tokus. So you know what? I am going to say the bro man takes one step closer to his dream, however, early on, and gives Johnny Wrestling something to live by and sends a message to Johnny Wrestling as well. So get ready for Riddle, Gargano for Toronto. I'm going with the bro man, Matt Riddle. Okay. John, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. You know what? You don't even have to tell me that twice. I'm going with Riddle. And I want to see that match happen in Toronto, too. And you and we will. It's going to be a great match, I think, in Toronto. Those those guys are going to actually, in Toronto, they're going to really just open up a lot of... Unless it's Riddle versus Cole, I'd be okay with it. Riddle and Cole would be good, too. Yeah, I could see that, too, John. I agree with you. Riddle and Cole would be entertaining, but I just I think Riddle and Gargano would be so good for Toronto. I mean, think about it. Johnny has history in Toronto, we know. I mean, the DIY match and Revival match from three years ago. Who could forget that tag team blockbuster? I mean, that match, I just watched that again for the first time uh, right before Monday. We went on the air Monday, and I just forgot how good those four guys were tearing each other apart in Toronto. I mean, I could see, like you say, Cole and Riddle would be good, but I think Gargano and Riddle would be even better in Toronto. I think those guys would have great, great chemistry. Uh, Fonzie, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Uh, Strong. Oh. Oh, interesting. Okay, I like this. Okay, all right, so thank you, J.D., John, and Fonzie, for your picks right here. Uh, judging by this right here, we have two differences in the whole thing so far, as far as J.D., John, and Fonzie are concerned. In the tag team ladder match, John is going with the Street Profits, whereas J.D. and Fonzie are going with the team Kevin Birch. And Fonzie's going with Roderick Strong over Matt Riddle, while J.D. and John is taking Matt Riddle to go over Roderick Strong. So I asked the three of y'all, does anybody want to make a bet on anyone for this? I do. Oh, man, here we go. There we go. It's going to be me, right? All right, yep. J.D., You named it. Yeah, what else? Right. All right. Go I'm going to bring out the fangs for this one. You won last night, however, by a good margin. So I'm proposing to you. Next Wednesday night, after the SmackDown review, a rematch for your 24-7 title. But, but there's a catch to this. You win, 
You have Roderick Strongstein come to the ring. I win. I have Matt Riddlestein coming to the ring. For the 24-7 title. Yeah. Match next week, is that what you're saying? Yep, for the 24-7 title, I want a rematch. He wins, he comes with Roderick Stronghower, and he defends it against me with Roderick Strongsteam. I win, I come to the ring with Matt Riddlestein, however, and I still challenge him for that 24-7 belt. Yeah, under the same stipulation as before, under a few rules. Is that agreeable? Yeah, different theme music. I come by a riddle. He has, he wins. He has uh, Roderick Strong come to the theme with him and defends his belt. Yes. Okay, but if but if but if, if Matt Riddle wins, you come in using Matt Riddle's name. Right. If Riddle wins, he I come in with Riddle. He wins. He comes with Strong and defends the belt against me. Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, Fonzie. Challenge has been laid out here. Uh, a rematch this coming ne- next Wednesday for the your 24-7 title under Family Feud rules. If Roderick Strong wins this match on Saturday, then you come out with Roderick Strong's theme song. But if J- if Matt Riddle wins, then JD comes out with Matt Riddle's theme. Do you accept these terms? I'm going to say, fuck yeah. Let's get it on. You're on. Oh! So ladies, get ready to go down, bro. bro. Okay, bro. All right, bro. As far as you going on, ladies and gentlemen, I guess there's only one thing to say to that, bro. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a rematch for the WWS 24-7 Championship. Fonzie will defend again, once again, against the Iceman, Jeremy Girolamo. However, of course, with the fact that JD has chosen Matt Riddle to win this match on Saturday, and Fonzie has chosen Roderick Strong to win this match on Saturday, if Matt Riddle wins, then JD comes out with Matt Riddle's theme song. If Roderick Strong wins on Saturday, then Fonzie will come out next Wednesday with Roderick Strong's interest music. So that has been that has been officially. All right, bro. Let's get it on, bro. Okay, well there there there, there you so there you have it right there. And let me go ahead and tell you what we have. Okay, gentlemen. Well, I'm gonna head off of here, and I will talk to y'all later. I'll talk to you guys next week. You're not gonna make it night for the big. You're not gonna be around for Saturday night for the big match and uh, between Ann and Bob or Michelle and Bobby. Nope. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you. Well, since I won't talk to you tomorrow, I'll talk to you sometime Sunday because I'm gonna be tied up the next. Okay. Day All right, man. So enjoy your weekend. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, and you you as well, guys. We will. All right. All right, John. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, thank you very much, John. Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to him, of course, coming up here this weekend or that, that next week. But I will, oh, go ahead and name, I will go ahead and name while, while I have it here, and I'm, I'm working on trying to add two more to this. Um, I've got eight championships 
got up so far out of 10 so far. Hopefully, we'll have everybody compete for these bets. But let me go and tell you what we have up for grabs right now. We have the WWFUS International Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and, of course, as of this come this past Saturday, we saw this at Double or Nothing. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to make this official and use this here for this thing tomorrow on Saturday night. The AEWUS World Heavyweight Championship. The Ooh, one I like that. Yes. Also, the AAA US World Heavyweight title. Uh, the, the, the Fonzie's Belching title. No, <laughs> Okay, I'll well, well let's let's pause let's pause there for just a minute while we wait for while while JD of course drops a load on Fonzie. No. <laughs> okay. While we wait for JD to return, let me go ahead and give you right fast this quick plug right here. For the avid eBay shopper in your family, or if you're the avid eBay shopper, of course, in your household, be sure to check out, of course, the eBay store entitled Perpetual Uniquity Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual, where we have we still have over 300 items, of course, on sale right now, even as we speak, for everything from classic Hot Wheels cars to Kiss and other rock and roll memorabilia from big hair bands from back in the day, men's, women's, and children's clothing. Uh, video games for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, and PSP, and also DVDs, Blu-rays, and HD DVDs for all genres, including, of course, drama, comedy, action, uh, wrestling, animated, TV series, Fonzie farting, no, no, it's not, it's <laughs> uh, uh, And, uh, of course, also uh, horror as well, but all different types of, like that, DVDs, HD DVDs. And Blu-rays here as well, so be sure to check all that out here, folks. Of course, on on there right now, some stuff that you probably have never seen before, and some stuff you haven't seen and that you have seen before, but you haven't seen for a very long time. So, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check it out. Like I said, Perpetual Uniquity, eBay.com forward slash str forward slash Perpetual Uniquity, P E R P E U T A L U N I Q U I T Y. And like I said, remember once again, ladies and gentlemen, at Perpetual Uniquity, it is, in fact, internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Let's go over the belts here one more time here, folks. Like I said, the WWF US International Heavyweight Championship, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, the AAA US World Heavyweight Championship, the SMW US World Heavyweight Championship, and several belts that were vacated by uh, a gentleman by the name of Rodney Adams here because he's no longer able to defend his, his belts. I've decided to go ahead and make these three part of the mix to try to fill those gaps in right here. Uh, someone could become one half of the XWF US Tag Team Champions, one half of the LWO US Tag Team Champions, one third of the WCW US Six Person Tag Team Championship, and the United Wrestling Frontier World Heavyweight Champion. I don't think we ever had a belt for that group yet. So I'm going to make one right here, right now, to, for, for today, uh, for, for this right here. And we're going to post it right here, use it for this NXT thing. We, we'll have, I promise you, we'll have two more belts coming up here really, really soon. Getting some more research in for hopefully, I may have one or two more in line, but we'll let you know here about what those belts are coming up here, of course, here tomorrow night. Uh, but uh, like I said, so far we've confirmed that we have 
the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, confirmed officially for the prediction title challenge. Michelle will be checking in with her son, Caleb, Caleb to see if Caleb wants to be a part of this. The Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach has says she might do it. She's not sure yet. Um, I will, of course, be checking with Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler to see if he wants to be a part of this. Also, we'll be checking hopefully in from, of course, uh, Dandy and Dandy and Stephen as well. Um, <clears throat> and also, of course, we'll be also be checking with JW as well to find out if, a, if, if anybody else wants to get involved here with this. But like I said, we'll hope to have two more championship belts up and ready to go by the time, of course, uh, <clears throat> by the time this thing happens here on Saturday night. And also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of the Dark Trivia Championship Series, this Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, June the 1st at 9 o'clock, 146507 Of course, we will finally have our edition of Wrestling Championship Challenge, where we will finally, it was confirmed on Monday, and also I should say on Tuesday, between these two combatants, that they we finally are going to have this match, and it will be Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, defending the Indy U.S. World Heavyweight Championship in a special challenge match. The challenge was accepted by the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, <clears throat> who also, both Bobby and Michelle, have agreed to put up the WWUS World TV title up for grabs since both these folks hold this belt currently. The winner of this match will pick up the Indy U.S. World title, while, 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 the, while of course, the... The other, the one that does not win the Indy U.S. World Title, will officially become the undisputed WCW U.S. World Television Champion. In other words, we will have one person holding that belt instead of two. So, so we are finally going to get that also situated here as well. Coming up here, uh, <clears throat> coming up here, of course, this Saturday night from nine to eleven. Be sure to join us. Like I said, one four six five zero seven pound Michelle versus Bobby. Indy U.S. World Title and WWS World TV Title Championships will be. And for you NXT fans out there, seven o'clock bell time from the Bridgeport from the Webster Bank Arena will be the time of the show. But yes, folks, we will update you throughout the Saturday night, and I might be a little late getting in on Saturday. You never know, but we'll let you know, folks. We will let you know. We will give you update you and continue to update you about the NXT Big Show and let you know what's going to be happening this Monday on Raw Radio, episode 192. And yes, folks, also this Monday, however, we will talk about the Super Showdown. Just when you thought how we weren't done with our predictions just yet. Oh, no, 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 no. We have another set of predictions coming up. This time the Super Showdown will be on the topic this Monday as well. But we will let you know also about the Aftermath TakeOver 25, as I said, too.
I think we're having a tough time here, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, my humblest apologies here. Apparently, I must I temporarily lost uh, lost our uh, lost my inter, lost my internet connection again. I'm not sure what what happened here, but uh, we're back on here. Uh, and I do see the heartbreak kid Fonzie uh, has left us for the evening. We do thank him for coming on here as well. Uh, JD, of course, before I before of course we were we were we were. Um, before we were interrupted here, cut off. Uh, did you have anything you wish to add before we close up shop for the evening? Well, as I said, don't forget this week, folks, the 25th anniversary of NXT will be live at 7 p.m. bell time, however, from the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. However, that is going to be an epic, epic match to say the least. Gargano Cole to Io Shirai, of course, will be taking on Shayna, the Queen of Spades, Baszler, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, it is going to be an incredible fight, however, to say the least. However, like I said, at the Webster Bank Arena, of course, formerly known as the Ballpark at Harbor Yard, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, which, of course, as you know, like I said, closed just a couple of years ago, ladies and gentlemen, however, after being around for 19 years, but this new one has been around, of course, like I said, since October 2001. Like I said, it should seat a pretty good crowd, however, this week, ladies and gentlemen. However, like I said, it'll be fun to watch. And, of course, we'll talk more about it, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this coming Monday on Raw Radio, episode 192. And just when you thought we were done with our predictions, oh, no, we're not even close to being done. We will talk more about Super Showdown, however, coming up, believe it or not, however, this coming Monday, ladies and gentlemen, however, on Raw Radio and give you our thoughts. And I have just heard, however, believe it or not, according to reports, however, believe it or not, apparently, however, it looks like Goldberg will be both on Raw and SmackDown in Austin and Laredo this Monday and Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to, we're going to see a double shot, of course, of the, let's see, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, last what, year. last year, 2018 WWE Hall of Fame of Goldberg, I said, J.D. just mentioned here, is going to be, of course, in and, of course, is going to be in Texas here on Monday on Raw and Tuesday on SmackDown Live. So we can't wait to see him as well. Of course, of course, as you know, he is advertised for Super Showdown to wrestle The Undertaker, which, of course, we that was another that was another encounter. A lot of people have talked about they wanted to see. We, we never thought we would ever see. But surprisingly enough, we will see. Um, we will have our predictions about that on Super Showdown this Monday. So don't forget that. And we'll give you our thoughts about, uh, of course, also the NBA Finals. We'll also tell you about what's going on in the hockey world as well. And, of course, I'll supply the birthdays and dates as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I also apologize that during this whole confusion with my Internet, of course, we did lose the live video feed from Wrestling Done Right, but we did get in a good portion of it. So I think we did pretty well with that. So be sure to go back and check that out there, of course, Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash uh, wrestling done right there for that. Other than that here, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Jeremy Geronimo, has also informed that he will not be available on Revolution tomorrow night due to a prior commitment. So I will be going and let you know ahead of time, I will be taking care of tomorrow's uh, news and views here 
as well. I do believe also John may not be here tomorrow as well, so I'll also be taking care of your history and birthdays here, of course, coming in. Coming in, of course, hopefully we'll get to also hear from the, <clears throat> from, of course, the Friday night, the delight, Danny from Oak Park, as well as the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and hopefully we'll get their Friday predictions night, in, of course, for the NXT show. Yes, indeed. So it's going to be a big night here, indeed. And hopefully we'll get to find out if everybody's going to be able to take part in uh, in this uh, prediction, in our prediction title challenge here. And I will announce, of course, two more championship belts for this title challenge here. Uh, <clears throat> for yeah, for the for this title challenge here, um, um, uh, for the NXT show coming up here on Saturday. So on that note, here, folks, I do want to thank the Iceman and Jared Gijarama. We also want to thank the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and also, of course, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. As well as, of course, our folks on our live video feed from Wrestling Done Right tonight. We do thank them for joining us here as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and also, uh, we'll be like to have a big time show tomorrow night, as we said here, 138055 pound. And I also remember our live video feed tomorrow night will be from our group dedicated to the National Wrestling Alliance, NWA US, built on tradition. So be sure to join us all for that. And we will have a good old time. We're going to have a good old fashioned Big time discussion here about everything going on here in wrestling. Coming up here, of course. Uh, <clears throat> coming up here. I do have tomorrow. our closing thing ready to go. Thank you very much. Wolfpack episode 205 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on talkshoot.com, where we are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your <clears throat> uh, wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you, of course, in the ring. Of course, join us for episode 206 of Wolfpack next Thursday night. And as always here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. Of course, have a good evening. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything going on in the world of wrestling and pop culture, this is, of course, the WWS Radio Network. And here's the Iceman with with Wolfpack Wolfpack 205's closing theme of the night. Go ahead, please. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.